It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Critical Race Theory Foundation headquarters, located in San Francisco's historic Castro District, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and now, let's break down NBA All-Star Weekend. Well, I hope you're enjoying your visit to San Francisco. Um, and, uh, I hope you enjoyed the game. Um, I think the game was before and after the several hour long show that they did in the middle. I think, um, I saw, I only thought the game was just the show. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, it was nice to see the bull, a couple of bulls in there loving DeMar DeRozan, uh, just he's just such a breath of fresh air considering all the lame attempts at basketball teams the Bulls have put together but uh lately anyway but let's uh you know let's be yeah. happy that the, the the NBA NBA season is going strong without any you know health issues well said um yeah. before we get into well hold on I'm going out of order here uh, Matt, I believe you're going to introduce this next segment here. Yeah, it's so it's time for us to uh, take another look at the that the of the world views of our two uh, friends, Gravy and Gravo. Um, just you know, had a an example of uh, of their two approaches to life that uh, I wanted to share with you, uh, listeners. Martin, I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. Perfect. Um, now, although Gravo does well financially and can afford a wide variety of electronic gadgets, as a rule, he chooses not to overindulge. In an effort to set an example of moderation and good taste, he buys a moderately priced smartphone every two years. When it's time to replace his laptop, he donates his old one so that it can be refurbished and given to low-income students for education. Gravo believes children from all socioeconomic backgrounds should have their own computers and be knowledgeable of computer skills in order to have successful futures. In the rare event that he watches television, he does so on a screen that is sized appropriately relative to the size of his room. Well, that sounds very forward-thinking. Yeah, right. Just... Kind of, you know, a uh, real politique, you know, approach to life. Well, let me check in here with Gravy. Gravy owns every portable electronic device available on the consumer market. In order to be sure he has the latest and greatest, he pays his housekeeper to stand in line at the store for him if necessary. Many of his devices are running on experimental beta versions of the latest operating systems. Gravy pays to be part of an exclusive cabal of nerds, which allows him the access. No one other than Gravy is allowed to use or even touch his numerous personal devices. Although he utilizes no more than 5% of the capabilities of his computers, he insists on buying the newest and most powerful models as soon as possible. Rather than trading or donating his old computers, 
He assigns an intern to sell them on eBay for more than he paid for. If the intern is not successful, the difference between the actual selling price and Gravy's target price, or GTP, is deducted from the intern's monthly stipend. Gravy's televisions are so advanced that they must be installed by technicians trained at Skywalker Ranch. An industrial electrician is contracted to verify that his home's electrical supply is sufficient for the television's requirements. That's, you know, I mean, those are two real-life examples of, uh, of, you know, ways of looking and, and relating to the world around you. And we just, you know, we hope that that the the story of gravy and Gravo, you know, is helpful to everyone, because uh, you know what you put out there is what you get back from the universe, Martin. If anyone ever goes to Gravy's plantation-style home, he will tell you that your iPhone 12 just isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. In his world, it isn't. And that's what I just said. Right. Well, so uh, I think, you know, it's time to, uh, you have some uh, feedback, some listener feedback. Indeed, I do. Hold on. So I'll just read it. I think it speaks for itself. Martin and Matt, first, great topic for episode 78. That was the all Tim team episode, if you're keeping track. Second, I thought that was a Gainesville holiday. Are you sure? Um, well, you, no, then you mean episode 79. He, well, this listener said great topic for episode 78 and then talks about the all Tim. Team, okay. So got it. I, you know, I don't know. So great topic for episode 78. Second, why did the all Timiter not make the team even as an alternate? Maybe it would make the table with Bob Weir and Martin. That's not going to happen. What are your thoughts? Will the criteria for this team ever be published? Take care. Lions fan from Michigan. Well, Lions fan from Michigan, we're not about to give our secrets to you or anybody else. So you know what you can do with that question. And no, the all-timeter will never make the team. If you knew the criteria, that would be obvious. Well, and also, at the very minimum, the criteria for anything ever is not a pun, right? Thank you. I mean, haven't we? How many times do we need to try to articulate this? Well. And no, no one else is going to be invited to my table. If you were having dinner with Jesus Christ, would you invite somebody else? I would. I'd be too scared that he'd be mad at me. But Well, you have two options here. Either have the best dinner of your life or follow in Matt's path. Well, that's a perfect segue. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, the conversation here about field trips, Martin, school trips. Yes. Um, so we call this topic field research. I just think it's funny that that when you're a kid, you talk about going on a field trip and it's like, oh, you mean to do research out in the field, you know, like you're, you know, like some kind of getting your master's from MIT and like, uh, you know, 
reptilian like blood usage in Antarctica or something. But anyway, a lot of people use that in real life. Right. Anyway, Martin and I wanted to share our uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade uh, field trip uh, stories. And uh, Martin, uh, I believe in 6th grade, uh, you, you uh, well, go ahead and, and tell us okay. about your trip. Sure. In 6th grade, good old Oak School, um, we went to the Laredo Taft Field Campus, which I believe is affiliated with Northern Illinois University. Now, we did learn about Laredo Taft there a little bit. I think he was a sculptor. He was. But I also, like, pretty much anything before, like, 1996, 97, it's mostly just gone, guys. So we stayed in, like, you know, this, like, bunk room where it seemed to me like the biggest topic of controversy was, like, the boys and the girls were separated when they slept in different rooms. Again, this is in sixth grade, so I don't really know why that was controversial. Um, and then we played dodgeball. Those are pretty much my two takeaways from that. It was also, like, in a forest area. So, in closing, separate by gender, dodgeball, forest. So, you may... you. Martin, as a person that works and spends a lot of time in Hyde Park, uh, have you seen the Laredo Taft sculpture Time, or it's sometimes called Fountain of Time on the western end of the Midway Plaisance next to University of Chicago? It's likely that I've driven past it hundreds of times. It's uh, it, it's just like a it's a huge it's like a hundred and a hundred feet wide of just people all like sculpted together out of one huge block of stone just moving forward through time anyway it's likely that i've seen it so many times that in a way i've never seen it right well so it sounds like the reason that you worked there is because of going to this outdoor ed camp in sixth grade but let's not dig too deep that ties into what i said so when I was in sixth grade, we went to Springfield, Illinois, and, you know, coming from the North Shore of Chicago, you know, uh, being just, you know, and just Chicago land, you know, of course, we we obviously thought the world of Illinois <laughs> went about six inches past the, uh, the Chicago land boundaries. But I remember, you know, it was a fairly long bus ride, and that was exciting because, you know, Definitely the most exciting part of the trip was like the time we were going to be together and not in school, but also not having to learn anything. So I remember going and seeing like Lincoln's tomb and that big bronze stat or sculpture of his head where everyone rubs the nose so much that like the nose is shiny, which is weird. But anyway, um, maybe that's just how it was in real life. But I re- yeah, that could be actually. Yeah. Um, but I remember the big takeaway for me was that I had to have a Walkman because that's what everybody had. This was 1986. Well, not everybody. I didn't have one, but all my friends had them. And some even had like the yellow 
sports oh, Sony Walkman. Yes, those are by far the best ones. So I was just begging my mom to get me one. And so we went to this electronic store and we got like, it, it was the cheap, you know, my mom was not about to spend whatever $80 on something that she was like, you're going to break this. And she was probably right. So she got the cheapest Walkman that you could get. It was like this big thing with the real flimsy headphones and it only had fast forward. So if you wanted to reverse, you had to take the tape out and turn it around and fast forward and spin the tape back around and, you know, but all I remember is that one of the chaperones was like my favorite teacher that I like really like, like thought was so awesome. And he, I remember him, (laughs) he had his own Walkman but I remember him asking me if I would rewind a tape for him. And I was like, so honored. And it like, so I put it in my thing and I started fast forwarding, you know, on the reverse side. And it was like taking forever because my Walkman was so like lame and the batteries were starting to die. And I was like starting to freak out, but it finally did it. And then I gave him the tape back and he like barely said, thank you. And then I put my tape of like me recording the A Team theme song off the TV or like Miami Vice theme song off the TV from the TV speaker. And I started to put that tape in and it was like, whoa, because the batteries were completely dead. So thanks a lot, Mr. Aronson. Yeah, it sounds like you're not thanking him at all. Well, thank you for introducing me to people that will take advantage of my batteries. Um, so moving on to seventh grade, we were a year older. Oh, you were. In some cases. And in some cases, a year taller, but not in all cases. Right. So our big, our big field trip, field research for seventh grade was we got to go on a tour of the Metropolitan Water District Deep Tunnel Project. Right. A lot of you... May not know what it is. Well, it reshaped Chicago in many ways. It's unmatched in size throughout the world. It works to protect and improve area waterways and reduce flooding throughout Cook County. It's one of the country's largest public work projects for pollution and flood control. Um, One of my friends who I was with dropped a penny into a hole into the deep tunnel, and then he had to sit on the bus for the rest of the field trip. (laughs) Um, It also had a unique odor that was not very good, um, and it seemed a lot better on paper than it was in real life. Yes. Yes. I I remember you talking about that before in one of our previous episodes, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it really left a mark. It sounds like not it. in a good way. So my seventh grade trip was to a uh, a place of equal uh, impressiveness. I think the Cahokia Mound State Historic Site in Southern Illinois on the Illinois River. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But they have mounds there. They do. It's that an ancient people lived. It's in. the largest prehistoric earthen construction in the Americas, north of Mexico. And it's also one of the 24 UNESCO World Heritage Sites in the United States. So 
we took this trip down there and you know it's it's a good ways down south in Illinois and if you know people forget that southern Illinois is pretty far south uh it's so, it's south of actually where I am in in Virginia and so you know just just to give you some idea of how far away it was so we went down there and uh I just remember that so there's a small town next to this place called Campsville uh and the town I I, I did some googling the town has like 300 people that live in it and so here we are these like there's probably you know all with the teachers in every class people there's probably about 60 50 of us and you know we came down on you know a chartered bus and stuff and you know there's people wearing like polo shirts you know they're trying to show off on their you know uh school trip sleepover you know and all their cool stuff and everything and we're in this town that is like way in the middle of nowhere in southern illinois so anyway um I just remember that one of the things that was like that we could do that was exciting was we could go to this floating restaurant, which was like an old barge on the Illinois River. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we could, you could either get like a hamburger or like like shrimp or like hot dog or something. So we we go there and it's like and I mean this pl- it's it's like the it is the smokiest like most like funky like reeking of like oil like frying oil and people smoking and drinking and like getting loaded at the bar (laughs) and we like all come in there all like duded up and everything like like out of like uh back to the future or something and i just i was like wow this i remember was the first time where i was like wow like this is like I have never been anywhere where people live like this. And that's not to say like, you know, I went to plenty of corner taverns and, you know, smoky places, you know, places by the lake or whatever, you know, where people are drinking beer and stuff. But this place was like way out in the country. So anyway, um, also there were stray dogs that we were like so excited, like, oh, look at these cute dogs. And then when they'd come up close to us, their ears would just be infested with like ticks that were like engorged, sucking the blood out of the dog's ear. They could have had mange. Like probably, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But that's that's nice for the kids. Yeah. No, it, it was yeah. great. Yeah. It, it. I'm sure it changed the the my the worldview of a lot of my classmates who all live in like three story houses now. But go ahead. Oh, I just was commenting on the dogs. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. Okay, I didn't cut you off. Or okay, you didn't do All anything. Right. I'm just That's drinking coffee. Rude. I'm drinking water, actually. All right, go ahead. Eighth grade. Okay, so eighth grade. This was the big one for us. Washington D.C. Ooh, we took a plane. That's pretty fancy. We stayed overnight in a hotel, multiple nights. Um, some of the big highlights. Oh, I forgot about this one, but it's real good. So we went to a mall 
to like go walk around and a couple of the people on the trip got caught shoplifting. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, during our stay in the hotel, we invented this game called jousting. So all the, all the hotels had basically like the two beds set up across from each other, you know? Yeah. And we'd each get on one of the beds and we'd either try to knock each other down with the pillow or get pulled off the bed. That's how you lost. Right. So like if your knee hit the bed, you're out. Or if you got pulled off the bed, you lose. Now switching from hotel to hotel, there are a lot of variations here. How far apart the beds are. Ceiling height. That was a really big deal. Like really big. You know, because we were of different heights and whatever. So it turns out when we got back to junior high, we all got called down to the principal's office because we broke one of the beds in the hotel. Oh, Jousting. man. Yeah, we was fine. So We've, go ahead. We fessed up to it right away. I think it was like 175 bucks total, which could have been way worse. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that you were actually the winner and that you broke the bed winning because you had all the experience that you gained from the pillow jousting at the senior carnival. Oh, that's true. I think again I was better at one of the setups than the other one. I think the one with lower ceilings suited my style better. Sure, like a cage more. Right. So- right. Now here here is the real story in, inside the story, so to speak. So we went to, um, you know, what's the name of the historic where they all dress up like a long time ago? Uh, what's that place called? <laughs> you know, they like churn the butter there for you and they dress like they're from the 18th century. Uh, old world Milwaukee. It, yeah, so it was by Washington, D.C. Williamsburg. Oh. Historic Williamsburg. Okay. Thanks for your help, yeah, it's man. it's like two and a half hours away from there. Got it. Yeah. So, several of us bought um, wooden replica rifles that shot BBs. Oh, jeez. Or it may not BBs, like blanks. Like they're a cap gun. Oh, okay. Yep. But they were made out of wood and looked real. So I was like, well, they're, it's pretty long. Like, how can I pack this? So I just put it in my suitcase that I was going to check with the end of the gun, the barrel of the gun, just sticking out of my suitcase. Okay. Nice. So I I checked it, and it was fine. Then I get to Chicago, and the, my bag's not there. And I'm like, that's weird, because everyone else had their bags. So then I had to go over to baggage claim, and they're like, oh, this is yours? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well. You're under arrest. You know, you can't really pack your uh, cap gun like this. We thought it was a real gun. And I was like, oh, sorry. And then I just went on my way. Right. Well, nice white privilege. Um, Thank you. So in eighth grade, we went to uh, this place called George Williams College which is on Lake Geneva in Wisconsin. Uh, George Williams founded the YMCA. So there was a George Williams College campus in Hyde Park in Chicago, so we keep that 
theme going. And then this was their like, you know, outdoor education campus. So we went there, you know, we did a bunch of, you know, whatever, trust falls, blah, blah, blah. But of course, you know, the most exciting part, again, was the time we spent just with our friends from school, you know, away from home this time. And I remember this, so pretty much up until this point, one of my best friends who I <laughs> almost never talked to anymore, but uh, we were we were real tight. His he is very very smart, um, and you know he went to Yale and then he went to got music school at some you know Juilliard or something. And so anyway, just a super smart guy, but a nerd. I was a nerd too, and still am. So I'm just saying. But at this 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 weekend when we were at this George Williams College, we had a fire and we we're all sitting around it, and it was like, you know, people were getting up and like. That we were singing songs and stuff. And then I got up and did like a comedy routine. And it just, it was like, it was my, it was, it was a new me. It was like, all of a sudden, I went from being like a nerd, a nerd friend of this other nerd to being like the star of the, the eighth grade because I was doing impressions. And then I did an impression of him where I fell down someone knocked me down and I fell down and my head cracked open and a math equation spilled out. And everyone thought it was so funny. And even MK, my friend, even he begrudgingly, I think thought it was funny, but, and then like one of the most popular girls in the class, I found out she had a crush on me after that. And like, it was my evolution into the new Matt Stepanich. And I, I never looked back and I left MK in my dust because, you know, now he has his own website and he like teaches at Yale and all these other things, but I'm cool. So we know yeah. who the winner of Sounds that. Sounds like MK just has too many equations. We know who head. the winner of that, that one was. Oh, we well, know. Martin, it's uh, time for hurrahs and huzzahs. Oh, let me just chime in here again real quick. We've gotten... Plenty of submissions for a Step Mill Enterprises logo contest, but we're still looking for more. I'm not promising you're going to love the prize you're going to get, but it's going to be the best prize you ever got in your whole life, and you're going to love it. So send your submissions in. Keep them coming. We want them. Oh, yeah. Oh, so hurrahs and huzzahs already, yeah. huh? Okay, perfect. Uh, my hurrah this week goes out to. NBA All-Star Weekend in a era where February is filled with mostly forgettable sports moments besides the Super Bowl. I didn't really even feel compelled to watch the NBA All-Star Weekend. So there's nothing to forget. Um, I do know some of the highlights. They had like the rookie game on Friday, but there are new rules. I didn't watch it. Um, Shaq said something on Saturday about the all or the slam dunk contest being the worst one of all time. But again, that's buzz, which is good. And then last night had the three hour halftime. So that's cool. I saw Dennis Rodman in the halftime for like five seconds, but he might, might've made an offensive gesture 
or they thought he was going to because they pulled away really quick. He and Michael, he and uh, Michael Jordan hugged and then Michael oh. Jordan pointed at him and laughed, um, which sounds about right. So just a lot of highlights. It's pretty much all it is. I can see why it's the most popular sport ever in the world of all time. So my huzzah this week goes to pranks. And uh, just in general, you know, it's rare that there's a prank that I see that uh, that is funny. I don't I don't get them. uh, I, I just what's the point? I mean, if someone can explain to me, go ahead and, you know, tweet at us or email us. Dukapipso at gmail.com or at dpipso. But I don't get them. And here's an example of one. So yesterday, Martin texted me and said, fun fact, uh, I'm just paraphrasing, the University of Illinois Athletics Department has never won a conference away game in any sport. Yeah, that's just interesting right. trivia. And I'm like, so I'm like, what? And I'm and I and I'm like, well, why would Martin lie to me, right? I mean, really, why? And I'm like, what? they they did, and this was just to me. And then, and then he says, oh, oh, sorry, this this was supposed to be for Seth. So I'm like, hmm. So of course, this is this is so obviously something that Martin and one of our collaborators cooked up. It's so. It was so obvious once I understood that it was for Seth that they were trying to get Seth worked up. And first of all, it was so ridiculous that even he didn't fall for that. I mean, he he responded and said, what do you mean? They just you know gave two examples. And then it was like, even he knew right away what you guys were up to. How is that funny? You're just trying to to get people wild up and waste whatever free time they have in their lives with, you know, provoking them. Well, Matt, I think you might get the title of world's greatest detective. Batman might have to give it up to you. Really? Oh, never mind. You're, you're pranking me. Never mind. Yeah. What? That wasn't even intended for, you thought that was a prank. It was a prank. I know it was. It's not a prank. It's not true. And you know it. So why did you say it? It's not a prank. It's not a prank. Oh, okay. And I've seen you see see at least one or two pranks that you thought were funny. Okay. Well, right. At Out least. of how many? Like a thousand. Well, you count everything as a prank. Not everything is a prank. I did, no, I didn't say that everything. Anyway, everyone agrees with me listening. That's not funny. Okay? Trust me. I'm not laughing. I know. Because it's not a, funny. Uh, here's a prank that I, I I have a glue-on fake mustache I could put on. That would be a prank. It would be no. funny. Okay. See, now you're pranking me about what a prank is. So forget it. All right, look, we got wow. we got to okay. wrap it up. Yeah, great show. All right, everybody. Not our best, probably second best. Yeah. Don't forget about our Stepmill Enterprises logo contest. Get your submissions in. It's not going to go on forever. All right, everybody. Keep, keep them coming and have a great week. See ya.